Action Park Media. All right, welcome to Victory the Podcast. I'm Doug Allen. Kevin Connolly, the dog days of summer. It's the hard <laughs> thing about podcasting, grinding out the summer days where people are, it's hard, man. It's hard, but we're doing it. We're I'm going to I'm gonna need you for another 20 minutes after this. You can, for, you, for what? You're going to have to do a ramble on with me. I mean, I'll we, do a ramble on. I mean, we've missed, I mean, we've missed two weeks, and Ted is in busy business Ted's stuff. Ted's in busy business stuff. Yeah, so, I mean, we got to do one. We got to give a little update, but... Uh, um, interesting stuff. Couple of things we have. Yesterday, weirdly enough, I didn't even realize it. And I know. It's crazy. 18 years since Entourage first aired in July 18th, 2004. I mean, you know, it's just crazy to think about. It's crazy to think about. And it's funny how... That is a full cycle of child support. But if you... It's a full, it's a full <laughs> cycle of child support. But the crazy thing about it is that the internet reminds us every year. Yeah. Yeah. Right? That's what it is. Like, ever, I just woke up to like, well, what's going on? But that's, but what's even weirder is I remember 15th and 18th. Right. It now, just happened like, so Nobody said anything so about quick. 16th, 17th, and right. it just disappeared. And then it'll be, it'll be 20. It'll yeah. be 20. We're going to have a, a, a guest today. You know, I, I love bringing on these kind of characters onto Victory to, to kind of, just to even hear what they think. We have uh, Asif Cohen, who played Yair Marks. Yeah, I mean. Very uh, colorful character. Just a phenomenal character, which you went and jumped ahead and watched the next episode. So I'm not it. even sure I know what's happening. <laughs> yeah, I think we have to ask him what happens with his storyline. But we'll get to that. 18 years, that's pretty wild. 18 years, it, it's crazy because, like I just said, 15 years, we were kind of stunned. And now, I honestly thought it would be 16, though. I didn't even know why or why 18 became a big thing. But Jeremy posted it and Jerry posted it. Adrian reposted uh, Jerry Ferraris. Ooh, so that's exciting. interesting. So, I know, we have engaged. to get him. If you just, why don't we call him on a group call? Yeah, I don't know, And man. say, Adrian, we'll... we'll can, just, I be, can I be honest with you? Yeah. My thought is... And I know that you, I know that you were kidding, and it was kind of all in good fun. And there was a time where I, I think Adrian might have even thought that was funny. But I think what we did on the podcast, joking around, I think like I think like the Victory Faithful and the, and the Entourage Faithful just like blasted his Instagram, and I'm sure he got like a bunch of shit for it. And you know, whatever. I spoke to him; he wasn't mad at me, but we can right. apologize again. The we bottom can apologize line is, on the air. we love apologize him. We want him on, and uh, we want him in the in the reboot. Dylan right? is halfway through his shoot on Buddy Games too. But so what is that day question. three? <laughs> I, have a, I have a question for yeah. you. Doug. So for people listening out there, if, if you ever read these these articles or these stories in, in newspaper or high-end uh, stories on people, they give access to a, a reporter or a writer for, yeah. for X amount of time, and, and, and then they write an article about yeah. you, right? Yeah. Um, there's been several instances of that going well and horribly wrong, <laughs> right? I mean, uh, I remember Piven got kind of, you know, well, he, believed, he got hoodwinked on, uh, I don't know if it was Vanity Fair or GQ, but, you know, we went out to dinner with a reporter who basically went on to write an article about what douchebags everybody was. Yeah. And I was at the dinner, right? Yeah, so so I, I thought everybody was well, very well behaved. And, and by I don't the way, what, I what wish I had was. that guy's name because... I'm being serious. You can write whatever you want. We're, for the most part, pretty nice, accommodating people. Yeah. And we did everything for that guy. And that jerk off, and I do want to find his name. He sat and talked to me about his wife and her writing career. Right. They, you know, and they're just complete frauds. Now, Almost Famous is a, a really great example of uh, of how the reporter goes in and then writes his story when right. they give him access. But they were doing shit in Almost Famous. That was not great. We did nothing with that guy who wrote that article about us. He just hated us and well, wanted Well, no, I, I, I think we might be talking about two different things. Because I'm talking Austin. about... Austin, Texas. Oh, you're talking about the Austin, Texas yeah. guy. Yeah, that was different. That was when we were promoting the movie. Yep. We have that article saved. Yeah. He actually said, that guy actually said nice things about me. So um, I don't know if he said personally bad things about me either, which there would be no No, he didn't really. To. No, all he basically said was, and, and again, that's the other thing too, if people, you know, don't, don't understand when, like on a, on a, on a press junket, we, we really, we really hit the pavement hard to try to promote the movie. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't work out or whatever, but it wasn't from a lack of effort. But also let's, let's, because a lot of people say but, but it was it, a, it bombed, was, it was it bombed. A, the movie broke even. It's right. Not, it wasn't, not, a, it wasn't you know, a $200 million movie. It didn't take movie. Warner Brothers down. Correct. I mean, there's like a movie like The Gray Man from the Russo Brothers, which Gosling is in right now. Every article is like, this movie could take Netflix down if it's not a huge hit. Now, hopefully it'll be a hit. Right. And everybody's good. But Entourage had no effect on Warner Brothers. This they, was a guy that wrote an article based on observing us at uh, like an after party at South by Southwest. About, yeah, Austin, yeah, Texas. Yeah, yeah, the Austin, Texas. And guy. I can tell you, he wrote things. He was, I, but he wasn't, what happened to Pivot was a fucking hatchet job. I yeah. don't know, but you should. But Piven gave this person access, and I don't, I don't even know who it was. I know it was a high end publication. And then I, I, I thought, 
you know, because Piven's a seasoned veteran. I, I, yeah. I thought, hey, if this guy's sitting down for dinner, I thought it felt friendly to me. But um, they ended up lighting about Piven pretty good. So are you nervous? With yeah. What's so the reason happened. The reason we're talking about this is because Katie Baker, who I believe I don't even know, because I am part of me is is Katie Baker from The Ringer. I believe it's with The Ringer. The I'm Ringer. not sure if it's a, a what do you call it? A um, she's writing an expose on you. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know if it's a freelance piece where where she writes it and then right. But for Somebody whatever reason, up, right. whatever reason, I liked Katie when she emailed me, and, and and I'm being serious. If this turns into some trash thing, and honestly, I'm. <laughs> I'm I'm a nice guy. I've given right. her complete access. She's been on. You've the definitely set. been an open book. She came to set. She's been here a few times. She spoke to us. She's now, as we speak, watching the cut of Ramble on, she, which I know has you in as a nervous wreck. I, sure. You know what? I'm not nervous anymore. I know it's good. Right. By the way, this is as of 20 minutes ago. This is the finished, locked cut. Do you think that this, her watching the screening, could change the slant of the article in a good or a bad way? Well, right? of course, of course it, it, right? You know, it's weird. I, I don't think there's anything in this show that you could go, I hated it. It's right. quick, it's funny, it's got some touching moments. Could I see someone going, it's it's not my favorite show, I don't want to watch right. it. Well, not everything's for everybody. Yeah. But I honestly can't even see that. Right. I don't mean to be crazy, and I don't know what's going to happen with this thing, but I don't see anybody not just going, that's a good piece of filmmaking. You know what, I'll tell you You're something. really putting yourself out there. By yeah, doing that, yeah, you know? but I, and I said you can't talk about the plot. You can if you don't like it. Yeah. You can't write that you don't like it. But again, I haven't signed anything with her, so theoretically she could do whatever she, she could wants. Just, just absolutely could be yeah. just an absolute hatch job. I don't think it will. And the I, only thing that I'm worried about, which happened uh, on Entourage set, we had a reporter on the set one when day. Dylan got pissed. Yeah, Dylan uh, attacked me not physically, but he was ready to uh, in his bathrobe and his. Undies. He's mad because you were giving him line readings. Yeah, yeah. in front of a reporter. Yeah, but he didn't know the reporter was there. So as soon as Dylan came storming out in his undies and yelling at me. I said, there's a reporter right there writing everything. But that reporter didn't write it down, right? They well, didn't Levinson, Steve, our producer, like owned the magazine or something. So he, right. he, oh, he, he controlled the media. Yeah, I like but, it. But we I have like no it. control over this whatsoever. I am, I've just been, wow. I know, I've been really nice. The have only you thing, yelled at me? Probably. No. The only thing that happened is Ted and I. You and Foxman gotten that dust up on the yeah, set. Yeah, I mean, day. Foxman wasn't really, it wasn't a you and I. I was pretty pissed at him because we were, and we've talked about it on Ramble On, which Connolly's going to do the Ramble On podcast with me after this. But we were having a tough time with the scene. And Ted, in his defense, there were no tough times on this show in scenes. It all went relatively smoothly. Right. This was the first time. And we've always been so relaxed and so chill. But at this moment, we were in a little bit of panic because time was running out. And, right. We and had a, we, this is like the final day of additional. We did one day of additional photography. And what felt like sort of a loose kind of, oh, well, this, you know, we done by lunch kind of day. But yeah. we hit a bump in the road. Thank God we had a loose kind of schedule that day because we ended up using the whole day. Yeah, well, we we played it a little casually, I think, and then all of a sudden it was like, uh -oh, okay, right. yeah. Everybody fucking pay attention so, to try to figure this out. And also, you know, you know, we love Bill Simmons, but and Bill Simmons loved Entourage, but did take some shots at us. Yeah, I mean, listen, that's they're kinda, in good fun. That's yeah, what happens. They're, they're in good fun, and, and again, it's like if he if he didn't care, he wouldn't. You know, if you're watching if you're watching every episode, you know, I guess maybe you're entitled. to... No, Bill Bill signed his basketball book to me. Bill right. came to Mark's house to watch the By thing. By the way, Bill created the Bill produced my thirty for thirty. Bill, yeah, Bill, and Bill, yeah. yeah. So Bill Simmons uh, and the Ringer, that we both is, got uh, is great. Yeah. So, but but what I'm saying is is once the shows on the air and and we're getting paid and we're getting Emmy nominations. Trash is all you want. Right. I mean, like, I can take it then. Right now... You're emotionally not built for a, for a hatchet shot right now. I, I mean, and the show, we need all the positivity of we course. can so we of can course. sell it and, and get it going, which is, uh, it's now really, I know we've talked about this, I'm going to talk about it more on Ramble, but it's now, it's game time and it's time to start showing it to whoever wants to see it, and I don't mean DM me that I'll show it to you, but anyone in town that wants to see it, it's time to show it and we got to sell it and uh, get going. So, oh, all right. What so, else is that? That's it? I'm excited about Yair Marks. We got uh, Marlon Young Rufus is going to join us next week. Gary he's great. Cole, Gary I know Cole. said but, he's going to do it. But, but I, don't know how to, I don't know how to facilitate that one. Can you take the reins on Gary well, Cole? Uh, I'm starstruck by Gary Cole. I don't want to call Gary Lisa Cole. Lisa Gallant was supposed to be taking care of it. Yeah, so. but can you just do it? Is that, I, I is can that, try. You I can, can try. try. I'll do. And, Mar and Marlon, who played Rufus, which is interesting because I went to talk to Marlon about, uh, and, 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 and Asif, you know, uh, 
obviously the way you write, when somebody comes back, that means you liked what they did, yeah. right? So what you did with Marlon is a perfect example. I mean, he was Rufus, the guy that came in to set up the stereo equipment. And, you know, two seasons later, yeah, you know, uh, Turtle is dating his daughter. Well, so in London. It did, yeah. yeah, and I, I just, he was so good. Right. I had to figure had out a way to, to come out back. Out. And then we, there were lots of discussions about it. Is it weird to just bring it back in this way? But it yeah, felt, why not? It felt yeah. good, you know? Are you prepared today? Are you going to yeah, try no, to overdo it again? No, I'm not, I'm not trying to overdo it. I, I just, I'm, I'm curious. I have some questions for him about coming in that late of the game. And it's kind of a big kind of broad character. So I know he's capable of doing He's got a pretty good range. Right. And, and last thing. So how, how was the reaction to the girls on the podcast? Did you get a good feeling? It was good, yeah. Thing? I think, you know, I think it's definitely better than the than the, the first one that we, that was unairable. <laughs> the first the, episode. That the, we, hidden that was, the hidden that someday treasure. Someday will One release. day will be released when you and I were snarling at each other for 40 minutes. Um, we're in much better moods today. Assuming that that screening is going well with the, the ringer. Are you watching the show The Boys? I think you would like it. And they took a little hit at us, which is funny because I'm sure it's I'm sure it was personal from Seth Rogen because he's still right. weirdly like an ex-girlfriend. He's still mad. Uh, and I always want to repeat that the story is, you know, on the show, we called him ugly. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is he, he took, took the, first he took the first swing at us. Yeah. And you, Kevin, yeah, not yeah, just yeah, me, yeah, buddy. No, he took know. the shot. So, so anyway, it was, it was just a, it was a response rather than attack because I was a fan of Seth Rogen. And I think I've talked about it before. When we get to that episode, we'll talk more. But when I couldn't find Jerry and I couldn't find a turtle, Undeclared was a, a Judd Apatow show that was on the air. And I saw Seth Rogen in it, which is one of his earlier things. And I said, because I was obsessed with finding New Yorkers, which I know I was right, but when I couldn't find Jerry, I said, we should look at this kid from Undeclared. So I was a fan, and, and that all started because I he was on the cover of GQ, and I bought the magazine while flying home with Lucas, who played Jonah on the show, and there was like these all these shots at how bad Entourage was, which I don't understand why you would ever do when you're in the position he was in. But Well, you're... Um you know, it's funny. I'm ready for this name drop on 4th of July. It was with Chase Crawford. We should get him on because oh, he was you? very close to getting the Haley Joel Osment role. Yeah, if but Chase one Crawford was not better looking than all of the actors on the show, right, he right, would have gotten like, it. Yeah, right. As a, as if, if Chase Crawford were the Haley Joel Osment character who's better looking than Adrian and got a billion dollars, <laughs> yeah, I think Emily Ratajkowski would have been happy to be like, see you later, Vince. <laughs> and uh, and he would be fun to get on because you were really impressed with his audition. He was awesome right, right. and we'll get him on he was we'll willing to do team. um you know he was willing to do prosthetics and <laughs> and honestly I, it's weird because i'm looking you know the amount of time i spent looking at this guy i'm like and asking every girl it, i know it was could too, this guy be ugly too, <laughs> it was too close to go like you would have to really go like oh, i don't know man like this young good looking dude with a gazillion dollars would be a good fight for yeah, vince yeah. over a girl and he's great on the boys you should watch the show though yeah it's a good show you don't have any bandwidth time for show the band with those shows. So you're not I watching watch. anything. You know what I want to watch? This old man show. Old yeah. man. It's supposed to be really good. Yep. That's what we're going to try Did you watch The Bear, which everyone's talking about? Not. I have not watched The Bear. Yeah. I so, don't watch anything. I watch horror movies. Yeah. <laughs> um, what horror movies? Anything new? Yeah. Black Phone. Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke is Ethan Hawke in a horror film? Ethan Hawke's not... Dude, have we been living under a rock? Ethan Hawke is like the high-end horror film guy. What? Yeah, he does The Conjurings. This. He does all the Blumhouse movies. It's oh, great. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And Ethan Hawke. And so, it's called Black Phone. Um, you know, it came out in the movies, but, you know, it goes, you know, it's available pretty quick for 20 bucks. How on was iTunes. it? But it's good. It's scary if you like the, it's a genre. Movie. I mean, I love Ethan Hawke, so yeah. we'll have well, to check that Well, he does a bunch out. of those things. All right, well, it's very right. exciting, and we'll be back. Welcome back, Victory the Podcast. A soft cone. Woo! I mean, uh, it's it's wild because, first of all, Yair Marks. Oh. Yair, whose name came from uh, one of our top producers, Ali Musica. It was uh, her brother-in-law was Yair, and oh. I like the name. And I, so that's where that came from. Yeah, and Connolly makes a lot of fun of me because I don't remember this show that I spent uh, <laughs> every minute of my life making sure every word was as good as it could be, but... I don't even remember if you were Arabic or Israeli. I know you're Israeli-American in real life, but I don't even remember. I'm was all over there, the map, man. Was it I'm never okay. specified on the show? You just I don't know. I don't think, I don't, I mean, listen, I think we've talked about this before on the show. I think it was a combination of the Avi Lerner types and the, you know. For sure. That, right. I just, I just thought, I don't know. I don't know why I thought we definitely specified at some point Arabic. But anyway, how you doing? I'm doing great. I think the ambiguity is what played into it, is the fact that you cannot pin this guy down. Who is this guy? Exactly, because, you know, he talks about at one point he goes, you know, I'm going back to Dubai, you know, but he's got this accent. I threw in some Hebrew, some a little yalla yalla, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, just to mix it up to keep everyone off base. So they can't quite pin the guy down. And that's, I think, um, 
Pippen says that. Even like, I don't know what he is. He could be Mossad. He you could know what? Be this. You're right. right. You're you know, right. Like, who knows where his money comes from? I have from. people still coming up today. It's like, oh, I love that French guy you did. I'm like, French guy? Ah, oui, oui, of course. Do people still mention it to you today? Bro, you don't even know. You don't even know. I got, my parents were visiting me from out of town. So I was showing them like around Hollywood and Highland. This is like a year or so afterwards. I'm like, okay, so this is kind of where the Oscars are. And they go, Hey, <laughs> fuck my wife. And I'm like, these are my parents. Like, hey, Bob, Dad, welcome Mom. to Hollywood, yeah. Hollywood and Highland. That's my life. And that is so it was great. This accent. Yes. Do you, I mean, did you have to work on it? Not at all. So it just comes so easily naturally. Middle Eastern accents are kind of like my thing. So there's like the Israeli is more like this, you know, the stereotypical Israeli. <laughs> and there's the Arabic accent. It can be like all over. The, well, it depends. This you can guy's have like, a real actor, bro. Yeah, by the way, I was about to say there's no. zero chance Connell can do an Irish accent. No, I know. He coached say. me, Connell. Coached me for the callback, you know. I mean, it's crazy. You see how he could just do that? It's you don't have a callback for this, did you? Uh, yeah, man. So, like, my uh, so this is a crazy story, you know. I, I don't know, yeah, uh, this is a while ago, so maybe it's not fresh in your mind. But, no, like, let's go. Oh, so, his mind is there's nothing fresh about it. <laughs> well, he's gonna be a papa again, yet again. <laughs> not worthy, not worthy. <laughs> Um, no, was, I think I had auditioned for Sheila Jaffe for a couple of things. I got really close. One was this Robin Williams movie. I got really, really close. And then they gave it to someone else who was really awesome. What the fuck? Uh, and then, uh, <laughs> and then uh, another HBO movie that I got really close to. I think I would have had to be naked. So they all said, no, 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 not that. You didn't want to be naked or they didn't well, want to be naked. Who wants, nobody wants to be naked. That's like horror naked. and comedy together. <laughs> <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so when I got the call for this, it was already, it was for season three already. And... Obviously, I was a fan of the show. Everybody, all my boys, we all love it, religiously watch the show. And so when I got it, I didn't get it through my agent like I get just about every audition. I got a phone call on my cell going, hi, I'm calling from so-and-so from Casting. You want to bring in a soft for, um, for uh, Entourage? <laughs> I'm like, Mm, <laughs> That's bullshit. weird. I'm like, yeah, right, because this is how it works, right? right? Direct I, to I consumer, get, huh? Get, and so uh, I, I was living like on Hollywood Boulevard and like studios with a bunch of actors in the building. And so I said, hey man, do me a favor, call this number back that was on the caller ID I did, and it was, it was, it was Sheila Jaffe's office. I'm like, oh man. And then uh, so I got the sides, and you know, apparently you guys had gone through some some big names for that role, and it didn't work out to my benefit. <laughs> and then so I, I had plenty of time to work on it, which today is not so much the case. You know, you get sides and it's like, boom, you got to tape it. Everything. By tomorrow morning, we need the tape, Dude, right? No, right. no. And if you're kids, you know, you get it on a Friday evening. They're like, cool, do Monday morning. Enjoy your weekend. I'm right. like, I don't have time. <laughs> but <laughs> By I the way, swear, I love it. We all but, have kids. We're all, we have kids now. And but it was it, great. And it was a scene like with Vinny. And when he tells him, hey, you know, you'll go do what you need to do to my <laughs> wife it's, if it's you the want to No, it's the best. We no, when we covered the episode last week, we were fucking dying. You go like, Go up and fuck my wife like the movie star you are. I will play billiards with your friends. <laughs> I, get so, I get so much credit and love from people for that. And I'm like, thank you. I didn't write it, but thank you. Was I'll, the I'll, I'll, be, I'll play billiards with your friends line written? That was, that was goddamn <laughs> right it was written. Listen, there's some things I don't remember, which is wild. He makes fun of me all the time. And yeah. what's weird is when we started this you podcast. You got to see Doug. He's under the table uncomfortable when what? we watch these episodes. What? Yeah. <laughs> no. like he's, he's all grown up now. And he was like, some no, of the, some of the stuff, the jokes make him the, uncomfortable. The, the jerk offs in the world who want to act like, by the way, like this doesn't happen. I've seen movies. Of course stars it does. Talk about this stuff. But what I want to say is I, <laughs> when we started the podcast two years ago, I, I, it's like I remembered everything. Right. I don't remember. I mean, you're saying something that some casting director said to you. Not, I don't mean Sheila, like some casting director. I don't remember us ever talking to anybody. I just remember going, oh my God, this guy is going to crush it. And I have not watched that episode in years. And when we watched it the other day, we are laughing We're out loud. Doug so is hard. under the table because he's uncomfortable with that, some of the dialogue that's written. But no, I'm not that like, part. Okay, that part that I absolutely love. And, right. and, it, and it is. I will play billiards with your friends. Yeah. That's and, the and, best and, look, the show. and it's a tribute. Writing is obviously like the starting key point. But if you find an actor who can deliver in that manner, which you did, you then have gold. And I think people loved that character. You know, they wanted a, to see more of it. It was a blast. And I'll tell you, I, I was already a fan of the show. And I think that worked in my favor here because the smart actor sees this guy is a big dick right he thinks he he doesn't he's not intimidated by anybody right yeah. not by Vinny, not by ari he's not intimidated by anyone he's all about the money 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 he doesn't care about the art at all and so like a smart actor would say don't push strength lean back let the power you know kind of enjoy it kind of feel it in and i think if you don't watch the show you might do that being the intelligent actor but if you're playing opposite Vinny, you know, Grenier is like, 
chill. You know, he's yeah, cool, he's quiet energy. If you have a quiet and quiet, chill energy, you don't have the yin yang. Right. So you got to be coming after him. And like, it was just fun. Like, cause yeah. I know these guys, I know these guys, they're in Hollywood. You know them. Yeah. Oh, I'm I like, are you kidding me <laughs> to be the entitled douche? Yes. <laughs> Pay me to do this. The other thing too, you know, about Doug is when he is when he writes and, and, and people come back for, you just know when he's happy with an actor, which is obviously the case awesome. with you because, the, because the, the money, it falls through. Right. But, <laughs> You're back. See, I don't. You by the way, back. I don't remember. He doesn't, Doug doesn't remember I, the storyline. Yeah. Okay. So I, I don't remember. You don't my, remember the storyline. I don't remember my third child's name. <laughs> <laughs> She's not named. <laughs> so no. So we go off to shoot the movie, yeah. right? And then, but you're at you're at Cannes, <laughs> and Doug, Doug and I don't know how what happens. Okay. Because Nikki Rubenstein, <laughs> Nikki Rubenstein. Finances the movie for a dollar for a dollar. Oh, spoilers! Uh, spoiler. yeah. Did you <laughs> did you rewatch anything before this? I've seen it so many times, dude. Right. I, I, I know it. I have people quoting it back to me. I've so, got friends so that's what I'm So to me, are uh, people still talking to you about this today? Is that what you were saying? It happens. Or, or, Not as much. Right. As, dude, the first few years it was ridiculous. Yeah, you know, right. I don't think it was. I got a. I don't think it was a coincidence that I got my first series regular pilot like right after. What was that? That was a USA pilot uh, called um, Operating Instructions with Christine Lottie, Eddie Gathegi, some great people. Yeah. I don't think it was a coincidence. It was right afterwards. And then the next year, Nutter brought me in, uh, and he pretty much handed me like a recurring guest on his pilot oh, nice. uh, for CBS. I'm like, I don't think those were accidents. You know, right. like I, I know what the momentum came from. Well, and that's also, you know, an interesting thing about the town because yeah. we're talking about it. We have a new pilot now. We got to go sell. And people forget so quickly. But when you get on a hot show, yeah. Even you're the same actor, but all of a sudden you're just on fire. And, you know, I, I, you know, we know lots of people who came off of this show from Scotty Kahn who got, and I'm not saying we got it from the guy's yeah, amazing. And also, but got a Y50 after Reese, Reese and, who plays Billy Walsh. Yeah, she's so, so good in this, good. in this storyline with everybody. I would have liked like, more of Reese and, uh, in a yeah, I mean, that, it, that's right. a good team okay. right there. <laughs> right. No, you know, no, reboot. don't do that. The reboot. But so when, when you come, when you're like, it's season three of a show, the show is obviously at like the height of its popularity. And we've talked about this. That was the season season where we did 20 episodes that one almost, yeah. that one almost that was that one almost killed us that was a rough a rough go i guess there were not so many ways to play the character but you really came in and you can you went for it right you, you never to. right you so to go talk a little bit wall. about that right so you go in and you're like you just make your decisions and you pull the trigger and until somebody tells you different that's it what's your process like? i think it really depends on how the character fits into the story because sometimes you're just there to relay storyline you know you're just mr juxtaposition okay and i've done that you know where you're like okay you know the suspect was killed at so-and-so you know here's your cop or whatever if you're just doing that guest star type position it could be tricky but sometimes you're driving plot you know you're you're pushing storyline forward and you're central and I'm like, I saw this one. I'm like, oh, damn, right. this is something. So this is a chance. And I saw the character. I'm like, oh, I know, I know this, this guy. guy. Right. These guys are entitled mofos. And I know them being Middle Eastern. And I, I know that. And so I had to go, go big or go home. Right. Because it was written that way. I don't know. Was it Rob Weiss who wrote this one? Uh, I don't know. There's I names don't know. on the script. But at the end of the, I'm saying at the end of the day, Doug but it was, is, it was Doug. Yeah. Uh, right. yeah. But it was, it was written that way. And I'm like, this guy is just, just all going for it. And so why hold back? Right. Go big, go home. Um, and I decided to go big and it kind of worked out, I guess. Right. Uh, but the audition was for the casting person, brought me back. I don't remember if it was the same afternoon or or the next day, but it was like big room up around, you know, wherever that right. office was, fifth floor. And you were there and it was like a room full of People Just I don't know who they are. The dudes on their and phone. you were laughing. I'm like, Doug Ellen is laughing. This is good. <laughs> and then I had to wait for like two or three weeks. Oh, really? Oh, God. I was Did sweating. They really I was saying, oh, they got a pity you. Way, I'm not involved in that. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't, I, I'm Nobody not involved cares about that. actors' feelings. They don't. They're like, just put them on the shelf for I three weeks and I, let them think about I it. I care tremendously, and I, I, I would never even be involved in that. Because, first of all, I'm quite sure we were like, you're in. But when they put pins and stuff so people know, yeah. I mean, Sarah's, I Sarah's, hate, I hate that do you know that expression. Sarah's yeah, friend, like did you ever hear about this? Sarah's friend had to go to, uh, had to go to Florida. My girlfriend's friend had to go to Florida. She's got a pin in her to be the, the backup in case the person, this is for a, a, a commercial, in <laughs> yes. case the person who has it gets COVID. So she has to just go COVID to Florida. Backup. Oh, they're COVID. doing that. My friend uh, spent time in Hawaii I mean, for a commercial. I mean, terrible, I guess, but. I, they flew him out. And you're just on call in case just, somebody gets COVID, you so step he, in? Exactly. That's got to just feel weird, fuck? you know? That's strange. But, you know, on, on Entourage, we had, you know, Ari's wife, she was doing Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yeah. So we had another actor on set because we didn't know if Doug Lyman was going to let her off to do the show. Oh, and 
and she showed up maybe like, two minutes before. Otherwise, like, it would have like, been a different in actor. A, in what? less than a half hour left before I shoot the scene. And, and think about what that became, not even just for the show, for her. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if and, and that's why we talk about actors. If you're good to the producers and they like you, they'll they'll let, you know, if Doug Lyman could have said, I'm sorry, what do you mean? I need uh, her. She go sit in go the trailer. Anywhere. Go sit no. in the trailer. And where, you know, and he said, but if, you, if you're good to people that you work with, they'll try to make those yeah, things happen. Talked about this a lot, but like Tom Selleck couldn't do uh, Indiana Jones. I mean, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They That's the reason he could, he's not could not get out Indiana of, Jones. Could of not get P. out of Magnum P.I. Now, Tom wow. Selleck's made $500 million in this business, say, so it's not, not a tragedy, poor. but who knows? Maybe he's a giant Academy Award winning movie star. Listen, it's now, hard though. to imagine anybody besides Harrison Ford as, it is as now. Indiana Jones, but yeah. if it was Tom Selleck, it would have been just as good, and it just would have been different. One of those, we, one of those you know, if Spielberg wanted him, we got to think he knew something. Just like, you know, we talked, we had Anthony Michael Hall on who turned down Ferris Bueller. It's almost impossible to imagine Matthew Broderick not being Ferris Bueller. But Anthony Michael Hall was so great that of course he would have been good. Anthony Michael Hall, when he was on here, he said that uh, negotiations fell apart on Full Metal Jacket. What? Yeah. But that sounded a lot like uh, he wanted money. Oh, no, I know what. They wanted to lock him up for like a year. Kubrick said, like, I don't even want to hear it. I need you for a year. Yeah. And they were like, well. By the way, wow. he would not have let Anthony Michael Hall leave for the entree. <laughs> 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 no, no, no. So what are you working on now? What's going on? I, you know, since since uh, the pandemic kind of clicked in, I've been doing a lot of voiceover. Oh, you've got a just, great voice. I was just thinking thanks, that. Thanks, man. Right. I appreciate it. Right. Uh, just, uh, it started, I was doing a lot of, I was doing some audiobooks, and then that really took off. And then money. Uh, video you games. You get paid on that. You get paid doing yeah, that. Yeah, video games. I'm just coming over and over and over. And everything makes you sign NDAs now. I've right. got NDAs on everything. So you can't talk about can't anything. Talk about I can't any name anything because like, <laughs> I've signed way, my soul away. By the way, I have like six shows going right now, but I have NDAs. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. So I'm starring in a future <laughs> massive science fiction film. You're the new Indiana Jones, but he can't oh. tell us. You'll, you'll see it. You know, it's funny. So how, it's crazy that I, you don't remember how he, if Rubenstein finances the Medellin, how does Yair Marx come back into the fold? I, I honestly do not remember. So I back in no Cannes, I'm trying, I want to get Medellin, right? I know right. he was at Cannes. He saves the day. By Mickey the way. dies or gets arrested, right? <laughs> yeah, he gets arrested. Do you but know? Do I'm you going to buy it and then I see the, sc I see the screener which right. we, you know, and then I'm like, oh, that's the worst piece of <laughs> crap I've ever seen. And I said, good luck, Ari. And then I, I walk out. Oh, so you don't, he doesn't get involved. I choose not to. <laughs> I'm spoiling your show for you. People started hitting us up yesterday. It was 18 years ago yesterday what? that the show premiered. How is that possible? Yeah. I don't even want, don't, I don't even want to get into Makes it. Yeah. No sense. So, exactly. By the way, I, the so we're all like going, we're all going, say. what the fuck, man? 18 years. So people were sending me clips. Years. Dude, I, I, I saved it. I'll send it to you guys. It is, of course, Piven is like world class, funny. But when we're panning through the screening and Piven is sleeping, <laughs> I mean, it's literally laugh out loud funny. And he's sitting there. And and do you know where we shot? Uh, where where uh, Yair Mark's boat party was in Cannes? Was in Marina Del Rey. Yeah, we were not. We were not in Cannes. We were in Marina Del Rey. And do you That's know where that? A fun do you know where that cover. sleeping came from? Do you know what where that idea came? Well, from? I mean, I'm sure people fall asleep in movies. Of course, and... it happens all the time. But a lot of stuff comes from me personally. And uh -oh. uh, during the Connolly doesn't like when I talk about this very very classic movie. Movie, but during the uh, premiere of Kissing a Fool, Jason Lee was out cold, the star of the movie. Well, he probably saw the movie 82 times. I don't at that think point, he ever right? saw it. I think he hated it. I don't know. I've never heard from him again since. Never. <laughs> right. I mean, you ruined his career. Like, I mean, so, uh, when he fell asleep at the premiere? Uh, sound asleep. Out, out like a light and um it's got a lot going on who knows yeah, I'm know. not even until you walk in somebody's shoes I'm knows, not blaming him you might have hated the movie listen everybody's entitled to whatever I loved Medellin and I went to slept through it what did you do you did four episodes right I wish uh, no three it, it was two but it felt like no, no 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 no. trust me I'm getting the residuals <laughs> no it's two it was 314 and four you just watched something them, no, no it was did. the one where I bring him to my home right? this crazy mansion yeah, with the, that's the floors made out of glass and with Julian's right. wife Bronca played right with Bronca was amazing yep and then the other one and then Ken that's it that was it and Ken I only filmed one scene one scene and they're like hey the boat fell through so uh we could send you back home tomorrow or you could stay here for another week uh you know on us I was like mm, I'll stay this is before I had kids <laughs> I think I'm gonna stay yeah. <laughs> and that was why not LA so on you guys fun. well you're on the boat right there's the boat yeah. party and then you were at the screening which was Pasadena UCLA UCLA we shot right. that at UCLA Doug, Doug is like where, Royce where, where were you bro where, Dude, where, I was where, in a where blur. that was the 20 episodes that's season. what it was I was oh, I was, yeah, I was in a in a padded room going I'm gonna kill myself <laughs> if I don't fucking figure out oh, how that's to what we do in voiceover in little padded rooms talking I'm very bitter about this voiceover a lot of people I don't know if you know, say I have a nice voice. You Why do? can't I strong get a, vocal talent? Yeah, by the strong way, I don't know if anyone's talent. listening who can hire me.
me, but I can do uh, I can do an audiobook. I can do a commercial. Yeah, you'd, you'd be good. good. You'd be or good. even Indiana Jones coming soon. So what, Tom Selleck for. <laughs> what else is going on? Anything anything jump out? Of, I mean, aside from, I mean, the boat day was a great day. What, was, what, what, what were some, because like you also were, wasn't a little a lot of downtime. When you were on, you were on with like big dialogue, wasn't it? It was crazy. So for the first episode, I was so amazingly excited and terrified at once because I'm a fan of the show. I love it. And I everything was in one day. We filmed all of that, that episode where, wow. where you meet him and Bronca, all that stuff in one day. And it was literally like, 5.45, 6 a.m. call, wrap it, like, 10.30. It 10 was 30. dark. It was, it was dark a long day. It was my yeah, first time was... I had a double banger. I'm like, sweet! <laughs> <laughs> For everybody listening, a double banger yeah. is a trailer. is it's divided made up into of, of two rooms, and we yeah. all had double bangers. So you had... Oh, you guys happened. didn't get singles? What? No. we what? All, dude, we all Dude, shared, we all shared double bangers. Shut it up. was Yes, it was. It was me Call and, Adri it was right me and Adrian, <laughs> uh, Jerry and Dylan, and uh, Piven and Rex, or, and they would rotate what? out whoever who Piven... I didn't get to spend a minute in there. I changed into wardrobe and I went at the end of the day when they wrapped me and that was it. You did not enjoy the double banger. I That's what I'm saying. It was such an intense workload for you. You weren't really like kind of standing it around. It was. And out. so I think it just shooting me out in one day. And I was intimidated in the beginning because like, okay, wow, there's scenes of Piven and you guys. And I'm like, okay, don't get fired. Don't get fired. Don't get fired. Don't get fired. <laughs> and Piven's like, okay, I like to start uh, by improvising. And so, you know, and I'm like, oh, okay. What? Remember, okay. <laughs> he like, he like to riff before they rolled action. I'm like, okay, so oh, I feel yeah. like he's like feeling pre roll. Pre-roll. And I was like, okay, okay. I can swim here, swim here. So he started like, give me give me some crap. And I'm like, okay, I can scoot a bite my back at him. That's fine. And he's like, okay, okay, this will be fine. And then it was, uh, then from then on, it was just a blast. Uh, you know, like the, the writing does the work for you. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, oh, look yeah. at Doug. He Didn't loves do the work that. for Kyle. Yeah, loves that. No, no, no. I remember that day, no. that day was dark to dark. Yeah, it was dark it when was. we got there, and it was dark when we left. So did, did you get a chance to hang with these guys? With a with a by the pool, by the boat, we did a little I, bit. Yeah, so like I spent time with Grenier, uh, like uh, in uh, in Cannes. You know, there's some downtime, so he kind of like took me under his wing. He's like, okay, you you know, you're not as tight with the rest of like the the crew or the cast. Can come, so he invited me to like parties. And so Adrian was the only one who welcomed you. Not the only one. That's not true. Did Everyone, stay? everybody was nice. Did Adrian stay? Did we all fly back together? You stayed. I stayed till the end, but uh, I remember we all flew there together. We were on right. the same flight, and uh, and then on the way back, I think it was kind of piecemeal, as right. far as I remember. Right. Uh, but there was a nice layover in Germany, and then when they let you like sleep there in these little pods and sort of I'm like, what is happening? Take a shower. Here? Take no, 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 a shower, no showers. Geez. No showers. No showers in Germany. Uh, <laughs> joking, joking. Um, I, but, was in, uh, I was in Cabo. But. And Julia Levy Boken was on that, and yep. you know, just we had we both had a lot of downtime, and you know, so. We're just hanging out. My friend Raina was there. She's a producer. She happened to be there for Con at that for Can at the same right. time. And is it Con or Can? <laughs> You're asking me. I'm not from. You think I'm French? We don't, we don't know. I like, think we it's still... Can. Is I've it Medellin or Medellin? Medellin. You know how many times that was spoken wrong on the show? I mean, like thirty. Well, it's funny. My my wife or my my baby mama wife, whatever you want to call her. She uh, is from okay. Medellin. She is from so Medellin. She would know. Medellin. She said We've it's all Medi been saying Medellin. Yeah, Medellin. Right. Medellin. I was calling it Medellin. I mean, I can't. No, even... no. Oh my god. No. Like, I, part of me wants I to just... go back and re-loop. Old episode. I oh, actually no. need to it's talk to Zulaya about this because, of course, I know it's By Medellin. By the way, I, we if booked our tickets. If you're I'm spending Christmas in Medellin. What? Okay, but I'm spending, I don't want you to Christmas walk around years. trying to throw out fucking bad accents. I'm not trying to throw out Just be American. I mean, do they want that, though? I'm being serious. I want to ask Zulaya this. Do they want you to try to say Medellin or do they want you to just say it? I don't think they really care, but that's not how you say it. It's Medellin. They like, just don't it. want you to massacre their language sometimes. Yeah. They're like, no, right. no, 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 just say it your way. Stop trying to destroy. Like, I would like kill. English people, like, just don't, don't try to say it. I would it. kill right. to follow Connolly around Columbia. Yeah. Like, he's, he's not going to stand out there at all. I mean, yeah, no, yeah, I'm going to blend right in. <laughs> Sounds like a documentary right to me. Got a camera to follow him around. Zulai's dad was like, why don't you just leave your, just don't even bring your watch. By the way, I don't even have a watch. I don't even like a regular watch. Oh, like, nothing, he said, worth. don't even bring it. Just leave it. Leave it's it. a regular watch. It's a Rolex. I know, but it's not like a diamond. It doesn't have to be a diamond. They'll fucking cut your arm That's what. Basically, that's basically I mean, what he told me. He said, oh, yeah, really? He said, you'll be fine. Just, just I mean, it's, just leave it's a it thousand times better than it was uh, when Pablo was there. But no, it's I, I leave your watch. I'm I don't even like walk around watch. with Whatever. a nice watch in this Whatever. town, let alone in Medellin. <laughs> Maybe it's insured. Then it's okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 
What's your sort of, I mean, obviously you did your, your accent run in the beginning here, but yeah. what is, what has been your acting training and, and did, were you just naturally learn those things or naturally douchey? Uh, yeah, no, I've mm -hmm. been acting since, uh, since fifth grade, you know, right. But did you, did you study or did you, yeah, yeah. You seem did, to have a method down or whatever. I, you know, it, it just depends on what you're working on. Cause sometimes, you know, you could just kind of go by impulse and go by instinct. And sometimes it helps to have a, a craft. So I, I, you know, I was doing a, you know, I, I, did a lot of, I started with community theater, children's theater before that. And then I did, started doing a semi-pro. Then I started doing like professional equity theater type stuff. And then I decided to, to go to the East Coast, did an MFA program in acting, studied with uh, Bill Esper, who yeah, sadly see, passed away. See all these things, like every, every great actor or 95% of great actors start on the stage. It helps. It, it really does. Uh, yeah. All, almost always. Uh, but there's there are exceptions. Of course. You know? Yeah. I mean, but but it's a real. No, you don't great... get the cut. You know, you don't get the cut in the middle. You right. have to work your way through it, and you know, you get to have a live audience. Right. I mean, that's, there's nothing like that. Right. That just teaches you instinctively what's working, what's not, and if you're if you have children in the audience, even better. Because, right. man, they're not polite. <laughs> if they're not feeling it, they'll let you know. They'll let you know. Uh, so I did that and then finished an MFA program and then did showcases for agents and casting directors in New York and L.A. and got pretty good response in L.A., came here, and then 9-11 happened. And then, you know, Jack Bauer killed me a couple of times in <laughs> season four and then season eight again. Wait, wait, what do you, what do you mean? You Two different guest stars, uh, season four and season eight. As different characters. Dude, yes. Wow. So by the time I went to season to the to the uh, the producer session for season eight, every single actor in that room had been on the show already, been killed by Jack Bauer. And there was one dude was not. I'm like, I don't know that dude. So I walked up to him, I'm like, hi, my name's Asaf. He's like, uh, hey, do I know you? I'm like, no, but we all know each other. Who are you? He's like, oh, I just came here from New York. I'm like, welcome. You two will be killed by Jack Bauer. <laughs> you two will be dying. I can't believe they killed you twice. Oh, it's like Law and Order. Like, they just wait a few years. Okay, all right, it's been long. Well, it means they liked him. Bring him back. He's good, right? He, he died well. He, he dies very well. The it's blood interesting to know if Dick Wolf can do it, because I was always nervous. The only people who ever came back were Colleen Camp, and it was on That's a— right. It was because someone bailed on us last second, and, and one other person had— Ethan Suplee. Ethan was in Queens Boulevard. Ethan was and then... in Queens Boulevard. Then he played the bartender at Goal. Right. So, and, but Colleen Camp, what happened was Colleen Camp, who, I mean, she gave, whatever we could say, she gave Dylan the rim job, right? <laughs> you could and, say And somebody, 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 your ears, somebody, had no, dropped, no. somebody had dropped out and she stepped in on the last day to do the role. And you're like, I'm not going to. Not the rim job. She, she stepped in to play a real estate agent because Martin Landau's oh, that's girlfriend what it was. refused right. to show right. up. Right. Oh, so, so we'll get into that story one day, which is, I remember well. You didn't think it would be right to like, hey, she did us a favor by playing the real estate agent. You didn't want to hold it against her for that other role, the good role that she ended up getting with Lisa Renna. That's what it was. No, she did the good role first. Yeah. She, oh, Col is that yeah, what it was? Colleen did the, the good role. She did the rim job of Dylan. <laughs> if that's a good role. And Colleen Camp, by the way, is one of my favorite people. But she's, you know, if you could see her in Apocalypse Now and Clue. Oh my and, God, yeah. You know, she's but just, she's just, but uh, she was hilarious in that scene with Lisa Rinna. But that was first. And then we were scrambling in the middle of the day to find her. And I, I called Colleen. She did us a favor. So. Right. Um, I, have, I have a question. So yeah. with everybody's, not not typecast, but like, so you're, you're going in, like you said, Jack Bauer killed you twice, right? Is it frustrating to, you know, like my friend Vinny Loretta, who, uh, you know, he's been in Juice. He's like, listen, I, you know, he's he's a Latino kid. He's like, yo, look, I mean, like, I can be more than a drug dealer. I don't have to be a drug dealer. I don't have to be, I can do these other things. Does he, is there part of it frustrating that you feel like, okay, here we go again, or, right? It has to be yes a little bit. Yes and no. It's kind of like a double-edged sword. In some ways it helps you, in some ways it hurts you. But if you're fortunate, if you are able to do good work, and if you start having people who believe in you, like good casting directors, like Sheila Jaffe, for instance, or other casting directors who really believe in you and they say to you hey man you're not going to get this i had one casting director nan dutton who was who used to cast uh was it csi miami i went in and i went in once and she's just bam shoots from the hip and people are like oh she's so direct right. and so i came in once and i auditioned for something and she said stop i'm not going to cast you for this you're not going to get it i'm like bam i must have pissed her off and she said no no, no you're really good but um you're not going to get this i don't want to waste your time i'll bring you in for something else but i like you but you're not going to get this so go home you're not going to get this but i'll bring you in and then eventually she did so I don't know if I, I mean, part of me likes that and part of me, I don't know. I don't know how I would feel about that. I've been in versions not, that's not a of typical that. experience. Right. But there are things where like, all right, I thank you for not wasting my time because yeah. it's not, I don't have a ton of free time to give. Right. Appreciate the honesty, but just make good on it, right? So did she but ever cast you? She did. Okay, I did a guest spot on that. And that was fun. But if, if you're lucky, then they finally see you and they kind of get your essence. And if you're fortunate, you start building up a resume, you get the credits. And if your your team is behind you and they get you, then they're able to say, hey, 
look, he's got some, some work behind him. He's got some guests, some recurrings, maybe a pilot. How about you see him for this? And if they're open-minded, they'll say yes. And that's kind of worked out. So, yeah, I, I don't haven't gotten too many of those in, like, in the past, I don't know, 10 years or so, like Correct. playing terrorists and stuff right. like that. I did for a while, did the Jags and the NCISs and all those guys, and it was great. It's wonderful, good residuals. Right. Um, and experience. Uh, but, you know, like, then you start playing doctors and douchebags, and, like, this is right. fun. It's really fun to play it. And, like, a lot of times those storylines are tragic, and, and sometimes they're stereotypical. But I feel like the writing in general has gotten more sophisticated. You know, I think the the networks and the, they're expecting more. They're like, okay, we know the two dimensional stuff. That's not really going to fly 2022. What would have passed 20 years ago? That's not going to cut it today. Right. So this, they tend the storylines tend to be more um, uh, fair and right. more inclusive and diverse. You know, and all those all those catchy words, uh, which is a good thing right. overall. But uh, it's a double-edged sword. Sometimes it helps you. Sometimes it hurts right, you. Like but after the show, acting had, is fun. Yeah. Right? So anytime you're on a set. wouldn't see me. They would. They tell my agent when they pitch me for stuff. They're like, "No, no, no. He's got a thick accent." I was like, uh, "This guy needs to sound like he's from the U.S." And my agents be like, um, <laughs> "He was born in the U.S." I know, but he's got that thick accent. He's really old. He's like over 50, 60. And they're like, "You know, they grade his hair for that, and that's not his real accent." He, right. he can. They're like, "No, no, no. That's we know, we know, we know." I'm like, "Oh." But that's so a again, funny thing. But it's, it's also speaking to what you were saying earlier, and I think actors should understand this. You said, oh, sometimes you don't have enough time to prepare. Yeah. 75% of the time, the person knows you're not the right person right. when you walk in the room, or you might be. So the only time that that extra acting, to me, is going to make a difference is if you're in the ballpark of, of what they're looking for. So I agree. Obviously, you would know since you're a guy that would do that, but to... To your point, you got to also be be good every time. Yeah, People are like, yeah. oh, why don't you just throw yourself on tape? I'm like, well, I'm not just going to throw myself yeah. on tape because you got to be consistently good. And that casting yeah. director's got to know that you're not going to make them look stupid exactly. when they bring them in front of the producers. And it's like, hey, I mean, they're going to see X amount of guys. This guy's not going to let me down. He's going to be good, right? So, yeah, yeah, I agree, Doug. Maybe the decision is made like, oh, no, this is listen, a waste of time. This guy's always, not the guy or not know, the We've drill. talked about many examples. Haley Joel Osment, who, you know, I just... Like he acted his way into that role when I didn't think he was the guy, and and he was just so good. Gary Cole, you know, come on, yeah, Gary Cole. So good. I mean, now Gary Cole, obviously, I would have written a part just for him, but he wanted to play this part that I already written for like Eric Bogosian. They're such different oh, types, wow. but Gary's like, let me read for it, which was <laughs> I'm awkward. Still, yeah, for me, it was awkward. Yeah, you know? as it and, should be, you know, yeah. and and he just blew me away. Oh, like Gary Cole was, like picked up the, the sides and read him blind and. Like that was like uh, okay. Well, I guess you're. I guess he's hired. No to Gary Cole. Yeah. No, no, no. He's so good. How do you feel about the self tape? Oh man, it's it's complicated. Uh, it, I think it helps a lot of actors and it hurts some. You get to do some. A lot of times the problem is that it's not so much that you have to self tape, but you don't have feedback. You don't have immediate feedback in the room, which is crucial. That's been really helpful to me. I noticed that like I definitely had like a serious attrition rate in my booking rates since self-tape started because it's a combination of factors because so many times when I've booked, I'm in the room, the casting goes, okay, that was great. Try it more like this because what they're actually looking for is something more like this, which is a complete shift. I'm like, okay, I can do that. I could take a note and boom. And then you book it. If you don't do that, if you don't get what they're going for in the first take, when you're self-taping, you're not, you're likely not going to get it. But you could do submit several takes, but different casting offices feel differently about it. Some will be like, great, we'll choose the one that's better. And some will say, oh, he's just not confident. We'll just, mm. Mm, let's move on. You never know. And if you get a lot of sides, you just don't have time to memorize them. And you don't want to be holding paper. Too many sides. So I miss the immediate feedback that you get. I understand COVID, not wanting to be in the room, and I get that stuff. But, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that we can start going back to that once, you know, people are getting vaccinated and if, like, the I numbers start going down. I don't think it's going to happen. You really? Did you, were you taking self-tapes during uh, Entourage? Um, it's just a different... They're probably literally tapes, right? Yeah, like video tapes, like VHS, scary, right? right? But I think they started out tapes. as tapes for sure, but then they turned into DVDs. But, you know, I was cast. <laughs> I was cast, Ooh, really stepping into the uh, new century. But I was casting, thing. you know, two things during the pandemic. This, this football show with Thierry Henry and then this Ramble On show I did with Kevin. And um, I, I hate it. Hate it, hate it, hate it. But I still what, the think, self, do you like having to watch actors on tape? 
I like to be in the room, yeah. right. you know, and and I understand that the casting director is obviously, you know, I like them to be in the room too. Right. I don't want everybody getting tapes, and I also I don't like actors to overwork something before they've had any feedback because I sometimes like to see a guy and go, okay, he's in the ballpark. Let me try to right. get him where where I'm thinking, and I think it's it's totally lost. But I don't the waste of time when I think about the years I've wasted traveling to fucking Santa Monica for. 14 minute meetings that had no value. And now you do it over the phone and it's over, you know? So. You know, your friend Sheila, who obviously, you know, wor we worked with for years and I've known Sheila for shit, 25 years. Um, we had her on the podcast and we asked her and she said, without question, it's not even close. She says, she's with you. If I can't give you a note to tell you what they're looking for, you're at a disadvantage. Yeah. Now me, <laughs> I love the idea of being able to do it till I love it. And then I send one yeah. take, right? And if that, if that's 12 takes that I did, but I want to send one and go, all right, listen, I'm confident that I'm not humiliating myself with that audition. But that's my interpretation of the script of the sides that I've read when the casting director really could send you in the right direction. Yeah. So hopefully we actually, for actor's sake, you get back but to But Connolly and I talked about this an hour ago. I mean, you did a scene when I wasn't on set and you could have done it in, I just had to say one thing to you. It would have taken nine seconds, but so, he interpreted it differently. Anna like, Faris rear-ends me. Yeah. And I go, go to her house and yeah. uh, she's like talking to me through the speakerphone. And she says, uh, where, uh, how'd you find my house? And it's, the line was star maps, right? Oh, yeah, so I, I, I just played it straight. I'm like, yeah. star maps. I thought <laughs> that yeah. he stopped on Sunset Boulevard. That's hilarious. Doug calls me, he's like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I go, what do you mean? He's like, wait, wait, wait. He's like, that was, that's a joke. That's supposed to be a joke. You're always complaining you don't get jokes. <laughs> I give you a joke. I'm like, yeah, well, if you were on set. But it was a complete different, and again, because of the 18th anniversary, I'm getting like, bombarded with clips yeah. and somebody sent me that clip yesterday too and it's just and it's that, but, uh, but my point is he might have auditioned and I see it and go this guy's he doesn't, doesn't get it. it he doesn't get the joke he doesn't get it you know and also like, and that ruins your writing because Saying that he stopped at Star Maps I on thought the it was weird, Sun but I, I makes him like a fucking idiot, you know? It completely changes the scene. Yeah, yeah of course it does. Yeah. And it's in there. It's like sarcastic, like, oh, Star Maps. There's yeah. like a huge star. I got yeah. it from Star yeah, Maps. It's so hard to joke. find you, Anna. <laughs> Nowadays, you just be like, Google. Right, <laughs> like, exactly. Well, by the way, we can't even find her. We've been trying to get to the podcast for three years. <laughs> yeah. We can't find her. So anyone you can't who, find her? No, no, and I wonder, for anyone who's listening, I wonder if they even know what Star Maps is anymore. Like Star Maps Or Thomas Guide, right? I have one. I still have one, I'm sure. Oh God, I guy. couldn't read that shit. That shit would kill me. <laughs> my life would be so over for if people, I saw it with a Thomas For guy. people listening, when you moved to LA, yeah. it, you, it was like part of the LA starter pack. You had to have a Thomas <laughs> right. guide, which is basically like a giant book that yeah. you had to almost learn how to read it, oh. right? You couldn't just like flip it open. You had to kind of know what you were looking at. Thank it, God. It was tough. And star maps where guys sat on the side of Sunset Boulevard. And if you wanted to know where celebrities live, they had maps to the stars. Right. But he now, was not creepy. checking that. I, I, live, I live up the hill. When I'm driving up the hill and there's a car in front of me, clearly a rental car going five miles an hour. Yeah, it's got know. me going, I wonder who lives there. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to pick up a star map. I want to roll down the window. Like, hey, what are you guys looking at over here? We or should like bring a, star maps back. Victory I, star I maps. I would love to take a, like, like one of the horror tours or, like, <laughs> I, or some of these house tours. They're a bunch by my house that Conley people stop in loves front of. horror. Have you done any horror? Like low budget horror. Oh, right? the, the best kind. Oh, best God. Kind. Yeah, I have. It was great. Let's um, see if Conley's seen any of your work. <laughs> uh, I don't want to name them. Yeah, yeah. He's got an NDA. You got an NDA. Yeah, yeah, NDA is not, yeah, not nothing mainstream, low budget uh, movies, but you know, low budget. It's a fun. Here. It's a fun genre. I just like to. I like to. I like to watch because one, one when you find a little hidden gem of a horror movie that yeah. you know clearly is lo low budget but hits the right chords, I like it. I'm into it. Doug. We should do a horror movie. Let's do it. I did Let's do it. Let's <laughs> turn Ramble on into a horror movie. We <laughs> killed Dylan. It'd be fucking hilarious. Oh boy. All right. What else? Yeah. What else? So what? Do you know what's next, or you don't know? Like uh, working on a video game. Uh, two video games actually. Nice. And, uh, First person shooters, or you can't say. They're AAA games, I can tell you that, but they're hardcore about their uh, NDAs. Yeah. And then uh, did an animated thing, which is awesome. Finally, something my kids can watch. I know. I think the same thing. I, man. I my daughter's young. Anything. How old are your kids? They're, one just turned five, and the other one is seven. Right. Two they're boys. they're not going to see Yair Marks. Not for they a while. They will not be I watching hope. Yair Marks <laughs> in hope. any capacity. I don't know. <laughs> but that changes things, right? I mean, I just had I just had uh, my daughter's uh, almost fourteen months old, and it's just fourteen uh, months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so. Were you here for the pandemic? Did you did oh, you yeah. stick it out here? I was did here you? the whole time. Uh, well, I was in Hawaii for a month filming 
Magnum for a month. That was, was that just the a, was that just a testing every Horrible. day? Horrible. Just, you know, stuck. I mean, I missed my wife and children radically so much. You know, she had to be alone with the kids, and yeah. I had to be stuck in Oahu. From, no, it was, right, awesome. but it was amazing. It was, but it wasn't like it was the COVID thing wasn't like a super bummer. What at was the time, that? it was really, everything was kind of locked down here in California. But at the time, Hawaii's numbers were really, really good. Right. And so when I got there, nobody was wearing masks inside the restaurants inside, which was crazy to me. I'm like, what kind of weird Twilight Zone world have I walked into? Right. But their numbers were really low. We still had to be wearing masks. Uh, they, they said, hey, you don't want to be the jerk who flew in from L.A., and now they have to replace you shuts because every, shuts you're, you're the whole stupid, show down, but right. went to a bar and got COVID right. and brought it. But we had, to, we had people who tested positive, and so they had to constantly change the board. So our thing got extended, and so I was there for like almost a month. For one episode. It did not suck. I right. went scuba diving. So, <laughs> I just right. got to know the island, and I'm like, this it's not too shabby of a place. Hey, Entourage <laughs> spinoff. Entourage Hawaii. I'm I like saying. it. Do you I like think it. you could? I mean, uh, we Scott Conrad. He yeah. He hated. It. He had like a what? like a minor meltdown. I mean, I, listen, it's easy to say, but you know, to be there for eight nine months a year on a show like that for five six years, I don't know. I, you could love the like, island. It, it, I don't know. I don't. I don't think tough. it would be good for it's me. It's tough. I don't want to. Like, Scott got in trouble for talking about Hawaii. Obviously, he loves Hawaii, but li li living there, especially where he it's was, I mean, it was definitely isolating. Nine months and, out of the year, uh, he, look, he's like, know, he's I, in. Sign me. I was pretty happy. The water's warm. Right. The, the people are so it's a, kind. It's a beautiful place. Of course they're, they're it's beautiful, people, but, but it's, it's yeah. island fever is a real thing. Yeah. It's I've not heard. a made-up thing. Heard. We went, Connolly, it. Dylan, and I went to Hawaii. We didn't last a week. Right, exactly. But. I didn't have island fever in seven days. No, I'm saying. But, you know, I could see season four, like, could be daunting yeah. to well, be going to Hawaii, I mean, moving away, I your family. Four, I mean, doing a, doing the lead, which was, you know, we all sure. want to do that. The lead of a single camera show is a very hard job, no matter where it is. It's exhausting. It's, it's, it's exhausting. So. Right. Anyway, this was this was this great, good stuff. Man. I love when we get actors on to give insight because I always am curious about like the self tape and the audition process. Cause a lot of actors listen, so it listen helps to the if podcast. you have a good reader too. Is what my friend who works in casting said. Hey. It really, really, you know, you basically, you don't have to have a fancy camera is what I'm understanding. Just good enough lighting. Ring lights are, you know, basic softbox or whatever. Sheila said she doesn't give a shit about lighting. As long right? as they can see you, they can hear you. You're framed well and your reader doesn't suck. And if your reader isn't good, it's hurting you. It has nothing to do with your performance. And like, I love my wife to pieces. <laughs> oh, I was dating her during Entourage. Right. I know, I know, right? right? I love her, love her, love her. Um, no, about reading. But right? I, I, like like sometimes worst, she has to be my reader. My and worst if nightmare. If it's intense, right. I'm like, She's like, I'm not an actor. And I'm like, I know, but it's due tomorrow morning and it's 9 p.m. I just got this two hours ago. Oh. And like, you just you got know, your baby just you died. And I would be and so she's trying to cry. And it's like, I can't. I told do my this. girlfriend I'm not reading with her. First of uh, all, I don't want to be criticized of my acting abilities. And well, I also same, don't, yeah. like, if I can't give a note, but also, Sheila said the lighting doesn't matter. My girlfriend will try to be Michael Chapman. She'll try to Academy Award <laughs> winning light. The thing, I'm like, babe, you look great. They just want to know if you can act. They know what you look like. Like, but. Well, about my girl says the same thing. She's like, you got to do this tape. And then I'm like, well, listen, am I just being the scene partner or do you want me to throw in my two cents? Or I, I just need to know what it is that I'm doing because I can just press record and read the lines too. Yeah. So, it, but right. it always ends up in a fight. She's but like, you're, you're a director yeah, also. Yeah, that's what I'm so saying. That's, that's like, I want to help. Like, I want to, I want to, I want to help, but Asaf, I don't want to fight. you're going to get them in a giant fight. You know? <laughs> yes. Asaf yes. told me I was I a director and you should listen to my notes on it, the uh, self Because that everyone listens to me. That's yeah. right. I'm yeah. so, at least somewhere. Yeah. I always say like, get a good scene partner. Yeah. That you're committed to, right? Yeah. So if you and I are partners, when I need you, you're there. And when you need Call me, me I'm there. Me and let's Call do me. it. You know what I mean? Like that's, well, that's what I try to tell Zulai. I'm like, let's my, my wife. I say, come on, get it, get. Why don't Zulai and Sarah, they should be, Tape parts. I, I don't know, but I I've, I don't even want to talk about this because first of all, they both listen to this podcast, <laughs> and Sarah's <laughs> been kind lovely. enough to not ask me in a long time to do it because right. it, it. First of all, it's just the, it, it depresses me. I mean, it just the whole process is horrible. And I know actors, it, it's that life. You, know, you got to get a posse man. of a couple of actors. Right. You know, my my regular dude is a, is a dad like me. He's terrific, but he's in he's like now in in Australia for a month filming something. I was like, oh, so I had a self-tape just a few days ago. I'm like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Call my buddy Max. I'm like, yeah, I'm available. Yes. Right. Yeah, and they wasn't. don't give you much time. They really do. They're like, we need Not this tomorrow. Usually. It's like, yo, 10 pages? Like, you want this tomorrow by noon? I'm like, if it can be tomorrow by noon, it can be the next day by noon. I'm convinced of it. If your tape is good, it'll make it. I, I just had a self-tape, and it was literally like four lines for a major feature and like a very comedic role. And I was like, thank you. Thank you. Right. Because like you said, they'll know. 
within the first five seconds whether you're a contender or not. Yep. And if you are, and if they want to see more, they'll be like, hey, they really liked you. Would you mind taping one more? Yes, I'd be happy to. Right. But if, don't make us do 15, 20 pages. But I know that sometimes, I don't know if that's coming from casting or if that's coming from the producers. We don't know. I've always wondered that. I'm or like, if they're is actually it, is watching the... your tape. You don't know. You right. know they're going to watch the, the ones from the big agencies first. You know, you're going to watch those from the well-known people. But if you're at a smaller, medium agency, you just don't know if they actually watched your tape that you might have spent hours and hours on. You might have a lot of people pay money to go to self-tape studios. Right. And they're paying sometimes 50, 100, You know what I want to say to two of you? And if they're not even watching. Right. It's like, and, and really, like four scenes, is that coming from casting? Is that coming know. from the director? I do, always do you know any showrunners? That. I don't know. Here's what I would like to say to the two of you. Uh oh. Cry uh -oh. me oh, a fucking <laughs> river. Do you know what? Seriously, like right now, I am 100% sure we have an, a, a great premium cable worthy pilot. Now, we have not sent it out to a lot of people, but I've sent it to people. We can actually see, oh, see from the links. Now you can tell from the links if we know if they've watched it. them or not. Oh, so I, can, I now yeah. have people who but have we, had, had this show for a week and a half. It's 24 minutes and it's fucking good. And they still haven't clicked the link. And if I could get away with it, I would Jack Bauer them. That's what I would <laughs> <laughs> So, you know. Yeah, the worst thing that could happen to Doug was the ability to know if somebody's watching. And, and now you're yeah. talking, you guys, sure, you put yeah. in three hours on your fucking scene. I, I have it. seven but, months and a lot of money there, in this. There are actors who are like still struggling to get their first on-camera yeah. credit. They're like trying to get an agent. They get a self-tape. They're really excited. They go to a studio. They pay 100, 150 bucks if it's like a quick turnaround. If they need a lot of times, it's, hey, super fast turnaround. So you got to pay extra for that. Yeah. And they send it and it's like crickets. They don't know anything. Horrible, At least if you go in the room, you know that yeah. casting saw you for, yeah. for no, for no it's question. Tough That's for what sure. Sheila says too. Yeah. I mean, Sheila's been It's tough for sure. But you just got to know. I mean, you know, I would get hundreds of people. Those were the people that were, were uh, the selects. And wow. you desperately, especially when you're running a show, you so badly want that person to pop up that's perfect because right. every time they don't because you could stop the shop like yo that's yes. our guy that's it <laughs> you but you start to two things happen number one if you keep seeing people it's not bad acting but you start getting what you need you start going writing off oh. do i know what i'm doing <laughs> like all of that stuff starts to kick in so there's multiple processes that being said there's just plain assholes out there that don't give a shit about anyone's time and stuff kevin knows when he auditioned for the pilot there were a couple of assholes in that room well, I'm I'm not one like of them, but right no i i think it's the and again i know i've told this story before but i i want to say it was soderberg or oh, wow. one of these directors that was saying like listen casting is one part of my day in pre-production i have whatever in the morning and from two to four i have casting and as much as i'd love to hold every actor's <laughs> hand and and tell them how sorry i am and how great they are it just doesn't work that way yeah. you got x amount of time to catch my attention in the room and you're the guy or you're not and that's kind of what what it is yeah. right I and mean, you have to be because otherwise you're not going to be running the show if you don't keep moving and you start right. going sure. oh let me let me work with this guy until i find out if there's any possibility if they can do this for all your this fun. is the life that we chose are they not using demo reels anymore because that was like a big thing i'm not a fan of demo reels no? to be honest with you i mean i've why I've, you wouldn't want to see somebody see for me i would go oh it's a good if, if i liked an audition i would want to then see tape i would want to see it after the fact but i don't like to see it before my best case scenario is when i see someone that i've never seen and and they give me what i want honestly like i never saw any tape on jerry adrian i probably saw you without kevin i'm talking to i would probably saw you without knowing you but we had dinner, and I knew you were the guy. I just knew right. you had the voice that I was looking for. And and unless unless like you you came out and tried to do something that wasn't some if version I tried of to you, do it with an English accent. Yeah, if you tried to do uh, you know a soft <laughs> accent, that might have been. He a coached me. I tell you, he coached me. He's being modest. All right, you got to give us before we go. You got to give it. Can you? Do you remember that uh, little scene at all with the accent? Ah, uh, yeah. The, the billiards. I mean, we got to hear that. <laughs> Listen, if you want this check to clear, you will go upstairs and you will fuck my wife like the superstar you are. Well, I down here with your billiards with your friends. <laughs> I mean, Something it's, like that. It's, I don't know, it's, it's pretty much exactly. No, it's, very, it's very much like this. You know, talking like this is very... Dude, I, I showed up on you set. You see that? Did you see what he so just set. did right yeah, there? What? Yeah. That the, trans is the transition uh, from the accent to the... That's the drugs, dude. No, I showed up on set like the day of like, the first day on that one day. There was like literally SWF, Star Wars finish day. And I show up I'm like, hey, Doug, I'm so excited to be here. And you're like, dude, what happened to your accent? <laughs> what happened to your accent? I'm like... 
<laughs> oh, to talk like this? Not a problem. I can do this. This is acting. It's not a, you know, so yeah, yes, it's not a problem. It's kind of uh, like you're like, <laughs> like you got so a lot on your mind. It's so funny because a lot accent, of like expensive cars. The accent. It, you know, I say this all the time. It almost changes the entire personality. Of and it has to be. It's very direct. It's very strong. Right. It's very much look, not apologetic. It's very much you. Uh, I'm going to tell you what you're doing, and you're going to listen. You're going to do it, or else it's, you're it's have, really, going to have a problem. It's, it's, it's very wild because people's personalities change with the accent. And I, I just, you did that. That's very true. We just watched the show three days. It, it's like verbatim. It's like. That's exactly what he said. It's like fucking. We had, to, years we, had, we, had to, yeah. we had to rewind the billiards thing like three or four times. <laughs> I played billiards. Like, well, I played billiards. With, with the little friends. coke sniff at the end, you know, like that—that that wasn't written. <laughs> the, the coke sniff wasn't. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, well, thank great. you so much yeah, for your joining awesome. us. Today. That was great. We can't wait to see you know all the stuff that's coming, and uh, we're gonna give you just. Likewise. We have we have yes. uh, merch, so maybe Kevin uh, Johnny yes. Bananas. Maybe Johnny Kevin bananas. will actually uh, supply you with a shirt. By the way, I I walk in just so you know, and he actually asked me. Uh, hopefully, I'm not embarrassing you, but, but know, Kevin was like, "Hey, would you mind throwing a little money in for some merch out here?" So I, I finally. It's the last merch drop, which is fine. Oh. But today I go to grab a shirt. Kevin goes, those people are buying those. I'm, I'm protecting, like, I your, I'm protecting, I'm protecting <laughs> your money. I'm protecting your money. money. That's somebody <laughs> else's shirt that you're wearing. Bro. I'm going to take it off. I'll re reseal it in a no, plastic shrink wrap. Not. That shirt is dead. We're going to have to apologize. To somebody wants a game worn jersey. Dave, Dave's, no, got no. Some, Dave's got something on his mind. Dave, what's up? I was going to say to mention YouTube. What? Mention your clips on YouTube. Oh, here's... Uh, okay, so you know, let me just say what's happening here is Dave has taken uh, a strong part in the Action Park Media YouTube page. Okay. So, Dave, you want the YouTube shout-out? Okay, Dave, thanks for interrupting is the there show. A, is the there Action a, Park how do we Media, find it? Action Park Media YouTube, and that's where all the clips and the all the episodes where you can watch these. Stuff, so. And that's I That's how think, it's done, though, Dave. Dave, you do you not me. think a game-worn jersey would have some value? I mean... Not from you. Maybe Absolutely. if Dylan had it on, oh, it might have some value. Connolly needs a suit suck shirt. He needs to wear it before it's all over. <laughs> Two autographs, too. Yep, yep. Anyway, so uh, check out YouTube. Uh, Asaf has a lot of good, uh, I mean, a lot of good stuff. And now I may I may go rewatch because I've been looking for a show and 24 was one of those shows, if you guys remember. I watched, that was we like, people love it. whether that was season four or five of Entourage, my ex-wife and I, we started 24 while I was working in hell and I go to sleep early. We watched that entire two seasons bingeable, very bingeable. in like Dude. three days to the point I would walk on set and people are like, are you all right? I'm like, I've been watching <laughs> 24. So I, I have to see you now play two parts. And Kevin Dillon was on 24. So. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so that was a good wow. episode. Anyway, we'll be back next week with God knows who. Maybe God Marlon, who. Marlon, maybe Gary We're Cole. Marlon. We're we, got, we got Marlon. All right, so that wraps up. Um, Victor I did a commercial with him. You did? With Marlon? Marlon? Yeah. Really? What Marlon was that? Young, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, it was a Verizon commercial. It was like a Father's Day for for cell phones and I was like if you come in now you can get two phones for one and he's like yeah you're that son Steve we gotta find that clip alright make sure the podcast I'll go let's talk